Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WizWid Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Drew. With me, as always, are my co-host, Devin. I just heard Pierre in the uh, Dallas versus whatever team they're playing Calgary. question uh, Kudobin's knob on a stick, so I thought that was funny. <laughs> and Ryan. Man, it's been a while since we've been in our uh, five-star recording studio. Yeah, um... <laughs> Uh, uh, so it's been 175 days when this comes out, when you guys listen to it, it's been 175 days since our last episode. Um, it's been a bit, been a, been a hot minute as the, as the children like to say. Um, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why I had to say that. Um, it's all of our faults that there hasn't been an episode in 175 days. If you scroll through our, uh, text conversations, it's, Hey, you guys want to do a podcast? Yeah. 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 And then that's it. That's all. <laughs> That's it. We we came close like three times. We're like, all right, we're gonna do this tomorrow. What time tomorrow? Nobody nobody says anything. <laughs> and then that was it. So we're distracted. Yeah, we we were pretty distracted. Uh, distracted, distracted. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm we out were of practice. Distracted too. I'm out of practice. I'm excited. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, even though we're not gonna talk about a lot. Uh, so uh, real quick, guys, how have you been? surviving mm. that's that's good been, good and been extremely tired mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the days get uh feels like the days go by like it takes a while for them to go by but then the weeks turn into months and you just don't even just don't even realize it mm-hmm. it really hasn't felt like 175 days though has it no 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 it's weird really <laughs> It's... Like, January seems like 30 years ago, but it also seems like a week ago at the same time. The, the last time we published an episode was February 26th. Wow. Yeah. That was, wow, that was, like, right before everything went down. That was, like, two yeah. weeks before, two, two, three weeks before everything really, yeah. everything went to hell. And you know what happened? What's the Rona happened? The Flyers were doing great, and then the Rona happened. Uh... All sports got shut down. Quarantine happened. We were just kind of sitting in limbo for a while. Um, but slowly but surely, the NHL somehow became not the worst-run professional sports league in North America. Um, here's looking at you, Major League Baseball. See that. I just, yeah. I just say I'm actually surprised that MLB had, like, cases pop up, and then they canceled games or, re- or postponed games, and now they seem okay. I mean, the Cardinals- I, I still... I still think, like, so basically, I saw someone put a graph up of, like, games played per team. And it's hilarious because you have, like, most of the league has played, like, you know, the same amount of games. And then there's, like, five teams that played, like, almost no games. The Cardinals have uh, just played their first game in, like, two and a half weeks. Yeah. Weeks and what, like so all that, what's going to, what, all that has to happen is for one of those teams that already had an outbreak to have a second one. Yeah. And then they're screwed. Yep. Because then they're not going to be able to finish. Not gonna be able to get sixty games. But that that'll be interesting if if and when it happens. Um, uh, big news on July second: Oscar Lindblom rang the bell, boys. For yeah, those that was of you, great. For those of for those of you who don't know what that means, it means uh, he's been cleared uh, of cancer, and he gets the opportunity to ring the bell. It was like the first news we got of the Flyers, like at all in forever, right. and it was just it's really some big. Just, Big friggin' news. The best news you could hear, uh, mm-hmm. especially with really? all the the sad things like around the world with quarantine and 
COVID-19 and all that kind of stuff, you to hear that, um, it just really warms your heart. And it, that was kind of cool because that was literally the best case scenario where like he, it just needed one round of treatments and he yep. was good to go. Yeah. So and that's not always the case. So yeah. Um, then the teams uh, went into their bubbles, um, Toronto and Edmonton respectively. Uh, Play-ins and the round robin happened. Uh, the Flyers and their what did it, I guess it was called the round robin for the the seeding stuff. Yeah. Uh, Technically, Flyers, that whole play in round that was all for seeding yeah even the other teams i see i like i like calling that like the 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 actual playoff implications where like if you lose you're done the three uh, the five game series the play-ins because it does feel like you're playing into the playoffs because they didn't really call it the playoffs yeah so it was weird they were they were calling it and if you paid attention they were really careful with what they did not they called it the playoff the play-in they would call it playoff stats or postseason stats, but they would not call it the Stanley Cup playoffs because it wasn't. Because yeah. they were playing they call, into they called it the, uh, the qualifiers. Qualifiers. Yep. Yeah, qual- there it. you go. Thank you. Um, uh, Philadelphia, in that time frame, beat Boston, the Capitals, and uh, the Lightning 4-1, to 3-1, to and 4-1 to respectively. So three goals with two different goalies because uh, Brian Elliott did start a game there. He started the Capitals game, if I remember correctly. Yes, yeah. that is correct. Um so very, very good. Uh, so Flyers get the, the first overall seed in the East. Um, and they draw the Montreal Canadiens, who, of course, to everybody's uh, delight, beat the Pittsburgh Cana- uh, P- the Pittsburgh Canadiens. Uh, they beat them as well. But you know who else <laughs> they beat? The, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They beat them as well, uh, the, oddly enough, um, which is very nice. It's very good to see. Um, that, uh, that whole playing round was kind of wild. It was I mean, very I guess... good. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that. Plus, there was like what like, like five or six hockey games going per day. I mean, it's yeah, kind of we, still the same. Could we pause on the play-ins for a little bit? Yeah, um, absolutely. That was the best ever. That was. I mean, awesome. I, I they gotta find a way to do that when times like when we quote return to normal. Because I mean, I understand that like uh, it's tough to have games during the workday, but I mean, especially because most of us are working from home, it's just like. Just working and having the TV on at noon with with hockey, and then you know it's twelve midnight, and I'm still up watching hockey. Like that was great. That was just an yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, two weeks. It, or a week. I it was agree. only a week. I agree that it was amazing, but I just I actually don't ever see that kind of happening again because you, you think if they're playing games in the middle of the day, they you know hopefully in the future we can have fans back at the stadium. They're not gonna have games during work days but yeah still, i mean that was incredible they could do it on weekends though you know like the, the opening weekend true. of the playoffs should be like that the most interesting yeah, thing going forward is after the playoffs are done you get the whatever quick abbreviated postseason or offseason that they're gonna have how are they gonna plan next season are they gonna have bubbles are they gonna do what the nfl and mlb are doing where they just travel I, and have empty arenas I think their plan is that, like, they'll be able to – like, I think they're they're being optimistic, thinking that, like, all right, when next season we'll just be able to play in arenas with or without fans, but we won't have to do the bubble. But, I mean, that might be a little yeah, too optimistic, I, but I think that's their, that's what they're trying to do. I, I also think what, what could happen would be, like, four to six bubble cities. You know what I'm saying, and then yeah, you you just you play everybody there, and then you take a week and you shuffle everybody, or like two weeks or whatever, you shuffle everybody up 
into those bubbles to, to like mix the teams around that kind of thing I, th- I think before they do that they'll actually just delay the season like they're yeah. gonna shoot yeah. for December 1st and then like if it's if, if the Rona is still around they'll be like all right we'll, we'll wait till January 1st and and I think I, if they did that too they'd have to find a way to um I guess open the bubbles up to like immediate family because you think about it like I think players yeah. were more willing to to leave for the bubble for like this the Stanley Cup playoffs but if you're talking about it, an extended season even if it's like half a season and then playoffs that's much longer time away from their families I don't know if they'd agree to that and if you'd have some type of some kind of opt-out clause right. you're uh, you're gonna see a lot of players opt out. The right. thing too with the bubbles this time around, right? It's if you're in the bubble for a long, like, if you bounce out in the first round, you're in the bubble for like a month, right? But if right. if you're in the bubble for a long time, you're also winning and getting close to the cup, so it kind of like offsets it. Yeah, and if you right. lose, you're out of the bubble. So it's it's either you're not in the bubble that long, so it's not that big of a deal, or you're away from your family for a month or so, a month and a half, or you're winning the cup or getting close to it. Right. So. so if I remember correctly, once it goes to the conference finals, the Toronto teams will move to Edmonton, and everything yes. will be in Edmonton. Um, so did they say if they're going to, like, move everybody and then, like, wait a week and do testing and, like, kind of quarantine them? Or yeah, I, I, just... They probably won't because they're already in a bubble, and they're going from one bubble to another bubble, and they'll probably be private charters, you know? So Yeah, okay. I mean, um, they're being tested constantly anyway. Like they, every they, day, keep, yeah. they keep doing that report. Um, yeah, that report they put out, like, what is it, like once every couple of days or once a week. I'm actually surprised they haven't had a single case yet. I mean, it makes sense, but you'd think that it would have gotten compromised somehow. But, well, I mean, props to them. They're, doing they're a good in job. Canada, so, like, the it's not as widespread there. There's less mm-hmm. people. Like, I'm no, not a dig of Canada, but it's just, like, not as – I mean, Toronto and Edmonton are cities, and Toronto's a, a huge city, but um, it's just the virus isn't as bad as it is here. Correct. So there's just less chance yeah, to get it in I mean, the first place. Sense. Plus, yeah. you're in a bubble, plus you're testing every day. So. Correct. So they're just making things very controlled in a very good manner. And uh, we're seeing dividends being paid for the NHL because I think they're getting some of the best press out of this whole sports in COVID-19 era. And, and players buying in, too. I mean, Correct. like, what yeah. the, the NBA is doing a bubble and their bubble's working, but, like, we've already heard, like, several stories of players breaking the rules. Correct. And, like, it could also, I mean, they're in Disney. You think Going to strip clubs and stuff. Yeah, you think they'd be able to find something better to do. Um, but, like, I mean, the they're Fl- in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the NHL has, uh, like, given them, what, Ping pong, pickleball, like all these kind of activities that they can do in their off time. Uh, and NBA has a fishing drew. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, I it's might a, have to become. It's a... literally just a small pond. <laughs> the pond stocked. I mean, it's, it's better like a than nothing. Six foot pond just with like forty five gigantic bass in it. <laughs> oh, that's that's kind of that's kind of sad for the fish, honestly. Yeah, they're fine. They're just fish. Anyways, fires. Uh. Can, can we can we move? Well, or do you have sure, more? I guess. Well, yeah, real quick, yeah. just want to get in. I just want to get your opinion on uh, the Oilers getting booted early and then the Maple Leafs. Hilarious. The okay, yeah, so it's really it's sad funny. that the best player in hockey isn't vying for a Stanley Cup. It's hilarious. <laughs> but McKinnon is. 
No. Uh, <laughs> but it is hilarious that Toronto is out. Yeah, yeah that that tickles me every year. Uh, their their media, their fan base. I don't know. They just seem very entitled. So it's always I feel bad for the players because they are they they are good players, but uh, Toronto getting booted early will never get old to me. There's the thing about Toronto, like I I oddly enough, Toronto's like my second favorite team. Only not because I really like them, just because I like a lot of their uh, like I I listen to the Steve Dangle podcast and I I like a lot of their writers. So like I just get a lot of Toronto oh. news, and I've been following those players for a long time. A lot of the writers, so, except for like one, yeah. right? I no, I do like. <laughs> no, he I, loves I, James Myrtle. I like Myrtle. I like I actually I just. <laughs> It's it's funny. I like once a year he tweet he like Myrtle and Greg Wachinski and a few other guys like their 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 whole brand is being snarky and they always want to try to they're always trying to have a snarky tweet. And like once a, once a year they say something that I think is stupid and I just retweet it and it's like they always reply because like that they're like looking for that. Um, so they think I hate them, but like I, the irony is I don't. But anyway, um, I've been just following all those players like Marner and Nylander and Matthews and so on and so forth forever. So, like, I want them to be successful. But the thing with Toronto is they always get overhyped. Like, they've – three years ago, I think – I don't know. Time is tough these days. When they – the year that they were all just rookies and they, they surprised, made the playoffs, and they lost to the Capitals. They took the Capitals mm-hmm. to six games. Like, it was really fun. Um, like they had six rookies on the team. It was like Nylander, Marner, Matthews, uh, and a couple other guys who aren't as big names, but still. Right. Um, the next year it was like, oh, they're gonna be cup contenders, and I was like, well, they still don't have a defense. And then it was like they they, you know, they make the playoffs. They lose to Boston, and then it was like and they were just everyone was pushing the Maple Leafs like three years down their timeline ahead of time so now it's like oh they've lost in the first round four years in a row we had to blow the whole team up but it's like really they're probably where they should be they're still a young team developing but everyone's just losing their mind and it's going to be chaos in the offseason i love that so i'm excited but i just, i think everyone has like a, a accelerated view of what toronto is and like they're not there yet they're not a, they're not a good team yet they're, they have a amazing offense but that's it but you see that happen with Toronto all the time. They'll get some glimmer of, like, a decent team, and they'll underperform according to the fans and according to their media, and they'll blow the team up and then start the cycle over again. Yeah. Yep. I, uh... I, 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 oh! It just... I'm sorry. I just popped in my head. I don't mean to cut you off, but I was listening to 31 Thoughts, and they keep mentioning Gudis going to Toronto. Why? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, over I mean, here's the thing with with Toronto, they're not gonna have money for forever. Because Austin Matthews makes eleven point six million dollars a year. John Tavares makes eleven million dollars a year. Do you it's mean cap or like literal money? L- like cap. Okay. Because they have unlimited money. <laughs> Just to make sure you know that. Yeah, but there's no cap space. Yes. So it doesn't matter. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah, but go ahead. Mitch Marner makes ten point eight. William Nylander six point nine, and then you've got Morgan Riley for another five million. Nice. Jake Muzzin next year will go up to five point six million. You've got Freddie Anderson for another five million next year. It, 
it, it's a, a random Justin Hole's going to go from 675 to 2 million next year. Like th these are big jumps. Now they're then the contracts that they're losing next year are with the exception of Cody Cece or Keki or whatever the hell you uh, pronounce it under 3 million each. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's I think Tyson Berry on the cap going up. Yeah. Right? Tyson Berry and it's not going to now. Yeah. Tyson Berry's yeah. 2.7 million's going away. But they kind of need Tyson Berry. They need Tyson Berry. They need Cody Keki because they have nobody. Cody Cece. Cody Cece. Whatever the hell is Cody Keki. Oh, my God. How do you know who Cody Cece is? He's an Ottawa. He was an Ottawa senator. Yeah, yeah. He's been a debated player for years. Yeah, I know. They do have Jesper Lindgren, I guess. Timothy Lilligren. That's it. Well, yeah, he should be good. But, like, yeah, Toronto has a curse where – Nobody is ever gonna take a hometown discount for them. No, they're just never gonna do it. So they get they don't get the benefit. Like they're never gonna have a Sean Couturier on a sweet deal, no. or you know Ivan Provorov signing for eight million. Like if Ivan Provorov played for Toronto, he would have asked for eleven. And that's the thing. Like they, it took them a whole summer to sign Mitch Marner. The more than that, it took about a year, but like it was, it came down to the wire, and they signed him for eleven. So that that's the number they settled on, right? So that means Mitch Marner was probably asking for like thirteen or it fourteen. Is wild. Yeah. So and Mitch and I love Mitch Marner, but he's not an eleven million dollar player. He's no. now that being said, there is an expansion him, but... draft coming up because I forgot to mention that the Seattle now has a team name, and that's the Kraken. Love it. Cool shit ever. Yeah. It's awesome. Love it. They, they, they will also lose a player to to that too. So I mean, they can get bailed out a little bit out of some yeah, cap I, if with some yeah. deals. So I don't know. Uh, by I don't the way, their situation enough to know like calling it now. Would... JVR to Seattle. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, That's a tough one. Like, if you're Seattle, do you, did you take them? Like, do you really like? I, I don't. Think, I think I'd have to look at who the Flyers are going to protect, and then I have to say to myself, is JVR the best player that they want to select from the group you, of players you know the what Flyers this is? will leave open? You know what this I, have is? To think, I have to think that's going to be no. You I, know what I, this is? This is a conversation for another day because Cat Friendly has a tool for the expansion draft, and I feel like a Wizwood expansion draft is something that needs to be when, done. When is the expansion draft? Next summer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, so between seasons, it... when this when this playoffs is over, we will do that. Yeah, but isn't it this off season? It, no, I don't think it's this off season. No. I think it's next off season. Next off season. Like they, like they have a year to prepare. Like this year should have been over, right? So that's. I ge I guess. Okay. Yeah. So they would have like if you think remember Vegas, they announced the team name and everything, and then there was a season before they had their expansion draft. So if, that would be if, next. If season. everything, if everything didn't get effed up, they'd be starting like their team would be starting in October of next year. I'll just Google it, guys. Yeah, that probably works better because I mean they're going off these rosters for the expansion draft, which can only mean one thing to me. I do, I do love that when they announced the team name, they were basically just like, yeah, people were just hounding us to name it the Kraken, so we did. <laughs> I still feel like they missed an opportunity for Seattle Bigfoot, but that's just me. We should probably talk about the Flyers, guys. Yes. By the this way, the draft will Flyers be June 2021. Okay. Say that again? 
the the expansion no, draft is... will be June 2021. I got I'm that. sorry. Okay. What did Ryan say? Uh, I said this is a Flyers podcast, right? It's supposed to be, yeah. It's um, actually a, a, a cheesesteak podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's, it says hockey in the name. Yeah, but it's whiz wit and then hockey too. It's in my opinion, hockey. we don't we don't talk about cheesesteaks enough. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about cheesesteaks now? Is that what you're telling me? You just want to add it to the doc real quick in the middle of the pod? I haven't had one in a really long time. I had one. We had one for game one. Yeah, when, for game, game one. <clears throat> yeah, but I can't go to those things. Well, sorry, we, sorry, you had a kid and we didn't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, sorry, you have the future defenseman for the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't know what you want me to do about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already he's working. You got to get him good. Is he, is he doing his crossovers yet? or? No, no. Not yet? To... He trips a lot. Yeah. Can he backskate, yep. though? You have to get him to get. He's been tripping and falling on his face, so mm. we gotta work on walking first. Oh, you, okay. You have to get him to go to Toronto so he gets that big paycheck. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll sure. be pushing for that. Sure. Winning cups overrated. Get the money. Listen, you need. A, you need. You need <laughs> Secure like a, the bag. You need like a new beamer or something like that when the kid starts, <laughs> you know, playing. You know, stuff. like how you, you always hear about those athletes like Ryan Howard, and there was a hockey player too. I forget. Who like their parents shit. steal yeah. all their money. <laughs> No, you can't just put that uh, out there uh, already. Jack, wait, was it, wasn't it Jack Johnson that happened? Yes, yes. it was Jack when Johnson. He was in Jack Johnson. Yeah. And then he got like signed for like way more, and it wasn't like a big contract, but it was more than he was because I guess NHL. Everyone like, felt bad. NHL GM, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, sorry, your parents stole all your money, so here's a here's some more. <laughs> here's some more. Anyways, more enough more. about about sad athletes getting taken by their families, which is just horrible. Dev, you should not do that if your child ever becomes an NHL superstar. Or just an average NHL player, for that matter. Um, or you should, so now you're loaded. I mean, I feel like at some point that's just morally wrong. Like, there's got to be... Just keeping them, keeping them yeah. humble, that's all I'm doing. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, Flyers won I'm game one. I wouldn't do that. Um, and what will be a trend, a close game, uh, except for game two. We're, we're not really going to talk about game two that much. Um, Flyers won game one, two to one. Uh, Carter Hart had, what's it, 27 saves. Um, so he was fantastic, as always. Uh, I would say Carter Hart won the game. You know, we're going to see that trend a lot, too. It's interesting. Um, Farabee and Voracek with the, with the goals in that game. Uh, but yeah, Carter Hart is, is the man. Um, but something interesting would happen in between games. Uh, Claude Julien uh, would have some health complications and actually have to leave. Non-COVID, really, it was something with his heart, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he had heart surgery. Yeah, um, so he had to leave, so they're... Who took over as their coach? Do you know his name? Nah. There's some guy. Coach. I, I don't know the name, and unfortunately, every game recap I have for... I think it's something Foster? That, Kent Foster? Something like that, yeah. Every game recap I have has the head coach as Claude Julian, so I, 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 I unfortunately don't have... Cool. <laughs> if somebody can look that up real quick while I talk about game two. Uh, so the Canadians had something That's to play not for. <laughs> The Canadians had something to play for in game two. Um, so they came out firing, and the Flyers did not look good for the first half of this game. Um, they ended up losing the game 5 nothing. wasn't Carter Hart's fault. Uh, he I was going to up... say, I hate, I hate that narrative that's being... Well, Kirk Muller. Mike Milbury was... Ah, there's, na- there's the name. But Mike Milbury was throwing around some narrative that Carter Hart uh, wasn't on his game in game two, which was the enti- Every single player in the orange jersey, because they were home, considered home... Uh, in front of him, was not on his game. 
Like that, that's no, the thing that, that happened. Whole team was did, garbage. Did not so by by advanced goalie stats, oh, which great. I don't really know much about, but right, basically Carter Hart. True um, so, <laughs> so in that game, he basically lit in the expected amount of goals, so he had an average performance. So he, it wasn't even like bad. It was that's how good Montreal or how bad the Flyers he were. Ended how up, many good uh, chances have they had? So essentially, if you put any goalie in the net, they would have lit in the same amount of goals. He ended up uh, letting in four goals on twenty six shots. Last one creamed off a defenseman in, in in between the five hole, and then Brian Elliott came in relief and ended up giving up a goal as well. Uh, it, it was just an all around terrible performance by the Flyers. The only thing really I remember about the goal given up against Elliot was that Kakeniemi scored it, and that's a really fun name to say. Kakeniemi is is an up and comer, and he that's is it. gonna be fantastic one day. That is a Maybe. brilliant hockey name. Yeah, it is. It is. What's it kind of reminds me of the Rangers guy. Capo, 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 yeah, that's Joe's favorite player. Joey's favorite player in the world, right there. Um, so it's yeah, his favorite player in the world. No, um, but okay. he, he likes him a lot. Uh, uh, so something interesting would happen for, before Game Three, and that would be that Oscar Lindblom had arrived into the bubble and was able to watch the games. He's not ready to play yet, but he was able to watch the games. So the Flyers had their. Uh, emotional uh, pick-me-up. We'll put it that way. That's a good way to say it in Ireland. It works for me. Um, emotional motivation. Emotional motivation. Very good. Almost alliteration uh, as well. Uh, Carter Hart. 23 saves on 23 shots. His first career playoff shutout. The youngest flyer to ever have a shutout. Uh, Jake Voorhees check would score uh, 521 into the first. So it was a, a lot of game played without any uh, without any goals essentially uh, for either yeah team. so i really it's interesting i wonder what would have happened if the flyers went down in that game because once they scored that goal literally they shut it down there was yeah. no offense on either end and i don't know if that's because the flyers also couldn't generate offense or if it's because that was their plan but at the end of the game it was like the scoring chances were like four to five, yeah. Like for the whole game, it was literally yeah. nothing these happened games, the rest of the game. These games feel very like it. I don't want to say that the Flyers like aren't intentionally lighting Montreal up because it feels like that's the like their game plan to kind of pass um, around them. They're trying to pass around. Them. Yeah, play like a tight game. They're they're adjusting to how Montreal plays, which I mean is a great sign you know that they can do that you know if they if they have to change their game that they can it might not be as flashy as the round robin as yeah as the round robin was but whatever it takes to win a series correct so not to play spoiler but right they they win they win game four so they're up three to one at this moment in time the way they've won the three games in this series would you say that your confidence in the team has gone up or down uh, up, but I'd like to talk about the games first before we like really get into that, because I okay. think talking about the games will lead into that conversation. Sure. Because the way the Flyers won Game Three was a defensive team effort. They had twenty-four blocks. Twenty-four yeah. blocks. The team blocked more shots than Carter Hart did. 
Yeah, uh, the the thing with Montreal is they're not very good. Like, I but mean, they're not, not bad but, either. But no, they are no. being carried by Carey Price. Right, but what they are is they are young, and very fast and quick, and they're very aggressive. Like their whole when the way they you know played against Pittsburgh is they just threw the puck at the net from anywhere. They didn't like it doesn't matter where. Like if you look at their heat maps, it's funny because it's just like normally when a team has is dominating a team it's like oh they're shooting from the slot a lot and they're scoring a bunch of goals but like montreal will just throw it from the the boards or behind the net or whatever but it creates chaos and they're a speedy fast aggressive team and they they can like they can thrive off that chaos right which is what they which is what they did in game two right um but the flyers really just did not give them the middle of the ice and they let them take their shots and they blocked a lot of them and then the ones that they didn't block carter hart gobbled up with no rebound so right. yeah that's what i mean they the flyers kind of uh they, they lock it down they they don't let these crazy shots from bad angles through or just from the the, the uh the boards they just they get in front of those and uh how about how about bobby Hag today going down on that shea weber shot took Ooh. a shot to the head somehow is okay yeah. um big notes going for game three was uh game one and two had Faraby and gasper in the lineup take Gasper out, you put Robert Hag in, and then you take Farabee out, and you put uh, Michael Rothlin in the lineup. Which I think was very interesting, but it, I think led to the right decisions to get Rothlin to... I don't really like Michael Rothlin. I've, I've been very vocal about I don't that. know why. Rothlin's great. But he's yeah. played fantastic yeah, he's... in these... In the, he's in always round played Robin. fantastic. He hasn't. And in in uh, now the playoffs, <laughs> uh, he's played just uh, fantastic. He, he hasn't... I'm sorry. I was gonna say he's he's not ever gonna score 20 goals in a season again, and I think people get let down by that. But he still plays a very good bottom forward game. Teams he's that very... win the cup win the cup because they have a Michael Raffle type player on their team on the yeah. bottom six. I'm just saying that over the last year or two, um, he hasn't been that good of a bottom six forward, with I the disagree. exception of these playoffs. I heavily disagree with I that. feel like you're just saying that. I feel like no it does. I, I, feel, I feel like I could say chocolate is good, and you guys would just be like, nah, I disagree yes. with that. Well, chocolate isn't really. Like, are we talking ice cream? That one's better. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. No, I agree with you. Th- I'm, okay, we're moving on. You know, <laughs> people say vanilla like it's bland, but vanilla I, is a flavor, and vanilla I, is good. Like, I, I do it like vanilla a lot. Vanilla, vanilla is good. You know what? When you get a gelati at Rita's. I go back and forth. But you get a gelati at Rita's. That custard on top is vanilla, and I don't care. I don't see any chocolate custards ever. That's not the point I was trying to make. Um, <laughs> <laughs> point I was trying to make is it doesn't matter what I say, you're going to disagree. Um, well, that, that that's not true. Matt Niskanen blocked... <laughs> Usually true. <laughs> Matt Niskanen blocked six shots in that game, by the way, which I think is fantastic. The man is a warrior. Um... And I think it's probably, I mean, it is the best off-season pickup that we've made. So, yeah. Anything else to add about Game Not three? Kevin Hayes? Yeah, I was going to say Kevin Hayes. Uh, Kevin Hayes is fantastic. I love everything. He's the second best, but I think Matt Niskanen's adding more to what our gaps were. See, we wouldn't disagree with you so much if you just didn't say the wrong thing all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm. it's my opinion. I don't. I, I know, like, I'm, I don't, just, I'm just. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I mean, no. Matt Niskanen has been great. Uh, 
exactly what we needed on the top pair to go with Broboro. Yes. So yeah, he, he fills that. I'm very mood. happy with how with how Niskin, the Niskanen trade turned out because I was one of the people who were skeptic about it, given how his last couple years on the Caps went. But he's been very, very good on the Flyers. Like you said, exactly what we needed him to be. Um, so moving on to today's game, well, yesterday's game while you're listening to it, because uh, there is a today's game while you're listening to it, hopefully. Uh, well, there is, but if you're listening to it, th- anyways, <clears throat> I'm getting off track. Uh, it's been a while. I can't, I can't keep my train of thought on. Um, anyways, uh, the August 18th game <laughs> for the Philadelphia Flyers against the Montreal Canadiens, uh, Carter Hart, back-to-back shutouts, 29 saves on 29 shots. The man is fantastic. Those legs were uh, go-go extending uh, very well today. Made a lot of great leg saves. Controlled his rebounds. Um, just, just fantastic play out of the out of the young man who just turned twenty-two. I love Carter Hart. Yeah, yeah a lot of people were saying um, they were saying whether or not he should start tomorrow because it's a back-to-back. But I think Started. in the playoffs, just. Just you go for it, him. right? Like you he's a young kid. You want to like you want to put your team in a position to win, and I think he gives you the best you know chance to win. Plus, if you do win tomorrow, you get what a, a four a or five break. days yeah. off. Now that being four, said, yeah, good good decent break. That being said, I would not be surprised if Ryan Elliott starts. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, and I would I wouldn't be like terribly upset because Brian Elliott's fine especially if the flyers are playing the way they're playing however i think if the flyers play the way that they play and brian elliott is in that he's not going to steal you two shutouts right so that kind of goes back to what i was saying about game three um which was the one nothing win right so if the flyers got ahead and then game four like okay game three and four the flyers got ahead obviously they had shutouts right so they were never down so it's kind of hard to judge what they, how they would play if they were down uh, and they needed to score or and when – so because when they've been tied in the last two games, they've scored. Correct. And I'll say this. I, I when, when Carter Hart's – his play the past two games, I mean, he's just been rock solid. Like, I don't think that he's had to make, like, an incredibly, like, spectacular, like, highlight real save but he's just been so steady and he's had to make some tough saves that even if brian elliott gives up one of those maybe saves uh you know and it ends up being a goal how do the flyers react to that you know if it was in that one nothing game if they tied up one one then what or just today you know if they get within one does that change how montreal starts playing like i think so carter hart does a good job of like making everything look boring so sometimes but that's a good that, thing. Yeah, right, exactly. but then, then got... it could be tough to say, like, oh, he didn't face any tough shots, but he might have. But yeah, that no, being said, I don't Price think... Factor. It's, I, yeah, yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. Everything looks so calm, cool, and collected. Even if it is a difficult save, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. But, yeah so I, like, he just I would... keeps that steadiness that I right. think that if you're going to play a game like this, like the way the Flyers have been playing, I think you kind of need that as opposed to what Brian Elliott would give you. Yes. I would say that Carter Hart definitely won game one. Like, the Flyers probably should have lost, but yes. Carter Hart stole it. Game three and a four, I I feel like if Brian Elliott was in, they probably still win. Like, they really, like, Montreal really had nothing. They, they win game four. I don't know if they win game three. 
Well, that's the game they only scored once, and Montreal mm-hmm. probably scores a goal. But like, right? I still, I still have faith it's, that it's, the Flyers could have scored a second one if they had, if they had. The the big thing, like the, the big difference, not to take anything away from Carter for me just... between like game three and four, like because there was a difference in the games. They've been all very, very similar, even with that five nothing like explosion that Montreal had in game two. They've still all played like for the most part pretty similar, where it's just this defensive battle. And like you said, like how Montreal won Game Two was they were throwing pucks in, just make creating chaos, and the Flyers are buying into it. Where yeah. it's Game Three and Four, they said, "No, no, no, we're done with that. We're, mm-hmm. we're shutting that down." They bring in Connor Bundeman and bring back Joel Farabee. I think because Abe Kubel was hurt. Yes, because he took a, a puck off the top of the foot in game two, game three. Bunneman was in, yeah, Bunneman was in because Knack got hurt, and then Farabee comes in because JVR has not had the Sucks. best series. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's had like maybe two, three good shifts, you know, in those first three games, and he that's not one that's, play. In that's game not what you three, want. That look, where like yes, he, I know exactly yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah, he like took the he stole the puck in the neutral zone, like skated it in and got like a shot, but like other right. than that, he's and been it was invisible. A, Good opportunity, but he's been invisible. Um, you know what? I want to finish talking about this game before I talk about somebody else who's been invisible, uh, which makes me really sad. But, like, the, the Flyers, what they did today in Game 4 was they got their lead, Michael Roffel scored, and then Phil Myers got one that shouldn't have went in, to be honest with you. Gary Price did not play it very well. But they should have blown this game up in the first period. Right from the start, Carey Price was off his mark until the second period even with that bad goal he was off his mark the flyers got that great goal by michael roth where he sniped the top corner but the plays like before that he was off his mark and they just weren't able to take advantage of that and then once carrie price settled in montreal settled in and started putting the pressure back on the flyers so they had the opportunity this game to make it a a three four five goal game instead they're grinding out another two nothing win yeah well in my mind, both these, both three and four, like they're one nothing wins. Like you, you got a gimme, you got a, you got a free goal in game four. Like that, Correct. that second goal was that that was going wide, and Correct. Price just flubbed it and deflected it in his own net. Like that's that was luck. Yeah, they, the the other big thing, I, I, I don't know. I I feel like game five tomorrow is gonna is gonna be very telling and of course it, it it could be very telling if brian elliott plays it, compared to carter hart it could be a very different series of game i think if brian elliott plays i carry price is playing i don't think i don't think they can play whoever their backup is i don't even know who it is uh, but it's mr irrelevant as far as i'm concerned uh looking it up for you yeah um i i think that if Carter Hart plays, we have the best chance to win. But it's going to be another – like, I think for the Canadians to win the game, they're going to have to do game two again. Because I don't think they can win a grinded-out one-goal game against the Flyers right now the way that they're playing. Ryan, I, I think, think you're muted. Oh, okay. No, I was going to yeah. say, I think um, – I mean, I think game two, they got away from the Flyers, and then they adjusted to how Montreal was playing, and it turned it into kind of a grinded-out – type game and yes. i don't know yeah. i mean if they they would have to re like montreal would then have to adjust again if they're going to go back and play just throw everything on that and see if it gets through because i mean like i said i think the flyers adjusted well to how they were playing and 
I don't know if Montreal is going to be able to readjust and have a game plan on. But I will say that, I mean, I guess we'll see if they put Brian Elliott in. I don't know how much faith I have for him to keep it a very low-scoring game. So I'm curious to see maybe if some shots do end up going through. Because, I mean, Carter Hart's been really, really steady. Um, that being said, I've, the Flyers are still able to keep it locked down. I don't think they, they lose game five if they well, keep it if, as locked down as they have. If And I don't recommend this, but if you ever listen to what Mike Milbury says, um, Carter Hart was bailed out by the post, okay? Oh, yeah. Crap. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he's a, that guy should not have a job. The Canadians have four goalies on their playoff roster, and I've never heard of three of them. So uh, it's, it's Charlie Lindgren, Michael McNiven, and Caden Primo. Yeah, Caden Primo is uh, is, oh, okay. is uh, Keith Keith's son, Primo's by son. the way. Um, but it's uh, Lindgren, Lilligren, Lindgren. So Price will be in that tomorrow night. Price will be in that tomorrow night. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So yeah, I, yeah. So the heart should be in. Heart should be in, yes. But I'm not gonna panic if, if Elliot's in. No, I, I, I won't panic either. I think he's a very capable goalie with playoff experience. What, like, now that being said, if he starts and the Flyers lose, would I be surprised? No. No, but kind of gives you an excuse to. But, um. However, when you're up three to one, you really don't want to give that other team any the... glimpse of any yeah. of hope. You want to put them down and move on. My hope for tomorrow would be that I mean obviously the Flyers win, but I want Carter to to get that that series clinching win. So when they do the handshake line, you get that. I hope something cool happens with him carrying Price the handshake line. I mean it's yeah. not, it's a fist bump line with gloves on, isn't it? I don't I don't know. Did, did you see game one? That Hart like they were doing the pregame stretches and like Hart like skidded over him. It looked like Price kind of gave him the cold shoulder. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> no, Price is like, garbage. Garbage. You like... know what? He can't even make a save in RJ Elmberger. It sucks. <laughs> what it looked like to me was Carter was just like he was the kid. Yeah, just like I did see that. Hey man, I just think I hope you have a good it... game out there, buddy. And then was Price was just like, "Hey, Mr. Stark." Hey. <laughs> yeah, hey, Mr. Stark. Exactly. He was yeah, just well, like, you know what? In the uh, handshake line, when Price goes to shake his hand, Hart should be like, "Good game, kid." He he might hug him. I think Carter Hart's just really <laughs> awkward. Like, I think he's just an yeah. awkward. He's movie. just an awkward twenty-two-year-old. Like, what do you? Saying? I I identify with Carter Hart. <laughs> uh, I love that kid. He's 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 fantastic. He's amazing. I don't. I, there's not enough. He's still wholesome. Yeah, he's just a great guy. What a um, big dork. Yeah. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna start moving. Moving forward. Um, sure. I wanna talk about Nate Thompson. Uh, he's been playing fantastic. I think the fact that you're noticing him in all these great ways, like I, you almost notice him every time he's on the ice. And from a fourth liner, when it's not for bad reasons, that y you can't. You gotta love that. You love to see that when, when a guy like still Nate Thompson. Still a little peeved he missed that wide open net. Listen, but other than that, he's been pretty good. He's a, he's a bottom six guy. He's not gonna hit every open net, but so, it's the, the play outside of those are fantastic. Once the Flyers got good, I told myself I was not gonna really ever get upset about the fourth line, and <laughs> I mean, technically. I mean, it's different now with Knack injured, but when the Flyers were healthy, it, the roster might have been better with Law in that 3C. 
and Grant at four C and Thompson scratched. But that being said, like I, I have but no complaints, man. Lawton doesn't want to play center. He feels better on the wing. Right, I know, but he can play center. Yeah, and I think he's a better center than Thompson is. But he, but like Lawton is a better winger than center. It's a whole big. That's a whole big another discussion. My point right. is, I don't care. He's doing great in the fourth seed role. Not as good as Raffle, but you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's looked good. I, I, like Dev said, I can't complain about the fourth line when one they're playing good and B the Flyers in general are playing good. Yeah. So now I want to talk about two things that are have been uh, not good or non-existent. Ooh. And Before they kind of go. On, I do want to. I do want to shout out Thompson's beard. It's a good beard. It is a good beard. Yeah, um, okay. Also, pro, have we not talked about Provorov's beard and hair? Oh my gosh! No. <laughs> Just fucking Ivan Flovorov. Oh, I need to fan myself off. I, I, a few years ago, I, I think it was. It must have been 2012. Well, because the Flyers made it to the second round, but I just remember someone posting like, "What happens to guys when they join the Flyers?" Because it was like all their play, all their like <laughs> pictures before, like they were on the Flyers, and then after, yeah. and it was like Scott Hartnell, Sean Couturier, uh, Jake Voracek, and it was like they're all like when Voracek's with Columbus, he's like clean shaven, like baby face, and Hart- yeah, same thing with yeah. Hartnell, and they all become <laughs> wild men. Yeah. <laughs> like I gotta say though, Provorov cleans up much better that i think he looks a lot like drew dowdy but yes better. yeah he's always got teeth so yeah yeah i mean that helps that uh, that helps a bit um for now he has teeth anyway true for now. anyways um the power play uh something that makes me want to vomit my own my that's my real like that's my only concern if the flyers power play is operating at below average levels instead of just like god awful levels. Twenty something. Yeah, the games one, three, and four don't look like one nothing to one win. Correct. They look they look like oh game one they win four to one, game three they win two or three to nothing, game four they win three or four nothing. Correct. But because their power play just can't do anything. Um, they just—they're keeping the Montreal in the game. They can't bear. They can't. They can't end the game early because of their power play. Yeah, I mean, I—I I think their power play actually looked half decent today. I didn't think it looked terrible. They had some zone had, control. Yeah, they had some zone control. They got a couple good chances. I mean, obviously they didn't finish on any of them, but uh, I thought they had a couple, couple of nice set plays that could have worked. And you had that Drew one timer that hit the side of the net. Um, yeah. That looked pretty good. I mean, they're st- hopefully they start to figure it out. But I think the yeah, biggest problem need... with the Flyers. I mean, they they didn't score a power play goal in the entire uh, round robin. They scored a power play goal in game one against the Canadians. That's the only power play goal they've had this entire time. Uh, their biggest issue, I think, so far is they're trying to force too much instead of taking what they're given and just taking shots. I I. I don't even know if it's that. Like, they can't even get set yeah. up. Like, they can't even get in the zone. Like, today, we're, we, we're all saying that today, like, oh, the power play looked a little better today. But that's just because they finally, like, actually got, got the cycle up. at once. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, I mean, before it's, when they even I'm, – I'm thinking back to, what was it, game one or – it's either game one or game two. One of those power plays, they literally just, like – on one of those power plays, they gave it to Ivan Provorov three times for a shot from the point, and it was like a clean shot. Nobody in there was nobody in front. Like Carey Price saw it all the way. That's because they're listening to Michael Carey. 
<laughs> like no screens and you're doing point shots. Like that reminds me of it's Dave Michelle Axel Terrian. shit. It's Michelle Terrian. No, no, no. I'm talking about Bundy. That's Chris Terrian. <laughs> did I say what did I say? <laughs> Michael Terrian. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah, sorry, too many Terrians. Uh, uh but yeah, no, it, I, don't I don't know if you guys like to watch the the post games and the I intermission just, report. Really. The problem, the problem he's with like, Bundy, they just got a from the point. Bundy looks like he's been on a bender for about three weeks now, and I just Dude, I can't take him to. seriously. He needs a yeah. Me and my dad were saying that today. Like he needs he needs a new hairstyle. He needs to, he <laughs> needs to clean up. He needs to clean himself up. The man is an embarrassment. But um, uh, but but he but is yeah, better than listening to Mike Milbury and Pierre. So. I don't necessarily mind the point shots on the power play, but I you like gotta have a net front presence. Absolutely, they, they gotta have a net front presence. Like I know we're harping on JVR, but if you're gonna be taking point shots on the power play, put J Park JVR in front of the net. Yeah, so I don't remember the power play being this terrible in the round robin. Like I know they didn't score, but I felt like they were they getting were... opportunities. So there's a there's a difference between like when your power play is snake bitten, when you're you're getting opportunities but you're just not scoring, right. and when what in the series with Montreal, where it's just been uh, dump and chase, Price gets the puck, they clear it, reset, come in the zone, mess up a pass, they clear it. And it's just it's just weird. And Montreal doesn't have a like during the regular season that is they had a terrible penalty kill. Like they were one of the worst PKs. But I think they did really good against Pittsburgh. So damn, what I wouldn't do. I don't know. Have... Maybe maybe they just have a really good PK now. I don't know. What I wouldn't do to have prime Wayne Simmons on this Flyers team. Oh, oh dude, dude. Oh. So he should he should be allowed to like be Kev on the roster. Kevin he like, <laughs> like he I feel bad for him because he literally went through all the shit and then left. Like, so Kevin Hayes and then just went to, went to the Devils and then Buffalo. Buffalo. Kevin, like good lord. Kevin Hayes is on the second power play unit, correct? Yes. Oh, mm -hmm. He sits in the Drew spot, though, right? Um, yeah, he, like, runs it. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer him in front of that. The thing, though, is Kevin Hayes boy. is so good with the puck. Like, Yeah, he's so good with the puck, but he's such a big body. And his so who would, so run, who would run the second power play, then, if not Kevin Hayes? And Matt like, Eskinen. that's the problem. Yeah, but that's not how the Flyers' power play works. They don't. The defenseman doesn't run it. Yeah, but they did, run two defensemen try. anyways. They run Sandheim and Niskanen. Because they have they it's try, Sandheim, um, Niskanen, Hayes, Derek Grant for some reason, which Joey's not sure why Grant is on the second power play, which apparently it's because Price hates him. I don't know who put that in the notes, but apparently that's well, why. Well, yeah, I guess they're parking him in front of the net for that power and play. And who's, who's the other one? It's been Knack was on there. Uh, who played today on the second power play? I don't know. Faraby, maybe? Well, probably. Maybe. I mean, I, I, I would know, think. I think he did, yeah. It was probably uh, Hayes, Faraby, Konechny. Is Konechny on the first power play? Konechny's on the first power play, isn't he? Because it's well, you could what you could okay. So what you could do is you could bump Konechny from the first power play, put Hayes there as a net front presence, and then Konechny could run the second power play. But the, I good. think what the Flyers like to do in the PK is they they or not the PK the, the PP uh, is they they set up in the umbrella and they like the double layered screen. So I was gonna say. I feel like uh, they tried Konechny, like being the the quarterback of the power play earlier in the season. I forget how it worked out, but I was gonna say that could be an option if uh, I guess if you trust him to do that. Yeah, 
I mean, if your first power play starts clicking, you don't even need your second power play unit, so. Yeah, true. So hopefully the first power play unit scores in the first minute, and it's a power play. Yeah. Well, they're not doing that. Um, no. Uh, we got to talk about somebody else that's kind of non-existent. I really don't want to talk about it, but we kind of have to because it's hard not to notice that he hasn't. I mean, like, it's not that he's been playing bad, but Claude no, Drew been, hasn't. He's been fine, but hasn't been noticeable, and that is not Claude Giroux. Well, I think that's that has to do with the way the Flyers are playing. The Flyers, we like, we, and we've talked about it a lot so far tonight. Like, the Flyers are playing a defensive style. They're not. They're not trying to score a ton of goals, and. That's when you would notice Drew is in the offensive zone, so it's kind of hard to notice him when they're playing shutdown. And he's on Sean Couturier's line, who's going to be the Selkie Trophy winner. Yeah. So it's that's that's the role. Yeah. I mean that would be. I guess people would be more open to that. Uh, like they would be fine with Drew in the role that he's in now if he was more existent in the round robin. I guess, but that wasn't as everybody was getting their, their feet under them again, I guess. but uh, I so. remember in the round robin, like, he hit the post so hard I thought the net was going to break. Yeah. So He did like, hit the post against Montreal, too. Yeah, so, and I mean, like, when you hit the post, like, you, you pretty much almost, like, that's as close to scoring as you can get. And, like, if the puck's an inch yeah, over, yeah. he scores. And if he has two goals, are, what, are we talking about this? No. Yeah, maybe, I guess maybe not but like even so like i when i'm watching these games i don't really notice Drew as like a standout guy and i guess maybe that's because you're right because of the system they're playing so but um i i, I, just, I would just like him to maybe partially take over again. in the in the seven you're getting games, an assist right in the seven um, games in the and the playoffs in the round robin he has two assists and both have been in this round of the playoffs. Game one, he had the power play assist on Warcheck's goal, and in game three, he had the assist on Warcheck's goal. Uh, How many goals did the Flyers score total? The Flyers in the... Well, that that would include, though, the four, three, and four that were scored in the, the round robin. Those seven right, games. but well, I'm just talking about in this series, the Flyers uh, have scored five goals? Two, one, and two. Yeah, five goals. So he's, he's assisted, he's assisted on twenty percent of, the of their goals, which is not bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 mean, I know. I know I mean, you guys don't care about this, but he is a plus three. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. he's out there while goals are happening. What's his Corsi though? I don't give a shit. How <laughs> <laughs> do you care about plus minus, but not like? Yeah, you know what? No, not get into it. <laughs> it it it, it, does, uh, it doesn't matter because you'll never convince me about Corsi, and you'll never understand why plus minus is meaningful. Um, also, I'd just like to point out, Washington was down 2 nothing in this game. They're now up 3-2. to two. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw Ovechkin scored like when you were going off on a tear. Uh, a tear, tear uh, apologies. So, um, yeah. Sorry, my Ovechkin son's toy is just going off on its own for Ovechkin no reason, which is kind of creepy. But... Um, but yeah. Anyways, no, I guess back he to decided the to show up. Huh? Well, I wish somebody else would show up, Claude. No. <laughs> uh, also, Claude, like, Claude Giroux is not our game breaker anymore. No, he's not. Yeah, I think it's a that's team effort. Getting to the point. It's a, it's so, a like, team. Well, yeah. no, it's the our best player on offense is Sean Couturier. Like, he yes. might not put up all the points, but like, he's what drives our offense. So, Claude yeah, Giroux, at this point in his career, him. is a complimentary player, and that's that's fine. So, so I, I, it, I think he'll, I think he'll. 
come alive. I, I'm not concerned. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just saying like you're not seeing him for good reasons, and you're not seeing him for bad reasons either. Because he's not he's not like being a liability yeah, or anything. Yeah, that's true. I was gonna say it's maybe just, he hasn't. He's just been invisible, and I'd like to see a bigger presence from him. I think he doesn't have to get the point totals for me. He just I want to see. I want to notice him. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, like I said, I, I'm noticing Nate Thompson because he's doing all these good things. I'm not, right, but I'm that's, not noticing 28 on the ice. Because well, Nate, that's because Nate, of the style of play, right? So, like, Nate Thompson is the kind of player that gets highlighted in a defensive, grinded-out game. True. But you'd expect your top offensive guys to at least be creating chances, even if they're not finishing them. Yeah. Well, I think he has, has a little bit. I mean, you're just... There's just not Maybe much not going as on much in the as game. We'd, yeah. As we'd like. Yeah. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's been totally. Absent. He was on a. He was on a two on a couple two on ones today. Well, but his the guy was Grant that was with him. Yeah. Well, uh, so I want to talk about something with two on ones real quick. Kevin Hayes finds himself well, as the puck carrier on a two on one somehow at least once or twice a game. I don't know. It's amazing. It, uh, he, it's here's the problem. I think it's like five times a game. Here's like, he the waits problem. Too long to pass. Here's no. Here's the well. Yes. He either waits too long and then the guy just lays down. And then he tries to pass it, but instead, when the guy lays down, he should do this thing, and I know it's crazy. Called Stop. Shoot the, no, shoot the puck. <laughs> Just shoot the puck. Well, Put the puck on the far pad, because you got a guy crashing to the net. Yeah, um, I think that's the carry price effect. I think if I'm Kevin Hayes, and after the fourth time a guy's laying down and I can't force this pass across, I think I should throw it on net. I think you're. Yeah, you're... I just, I, well, I, I just think that it's just a a mental thing it's it's not just kevin hayes it's just the nhl this is why even before when this format was announced back in, sp- in the spring the penguins expressed concern about having to play carry price even though carry price was having a terrible season it's like guys in the nhl have a lot of respect for him and they won't they don't throw shots at him because they just don't think it's worth it they think he'll just gobble it they don't think there will be a rebound I just I I can't I can't you're fathom right, that Drew, mentality. Right. And you're no, right. I understand what you're saying, but yeah. for me, like I want to challenge the best guys. If I ever was good enough to play any kind of sport, actually, I want to challenge the best guys. I don't want to be like that's the best guy. Like that guy's great. I, I you know what? I'm not even gonna try. I don't it. think it, I don't th- I don't think they're not trying. I just think they're not. They they don't think. Like they're they, overthinking they, it. Maybe they're overthinking it a little bit, but I just don't think they think the simple play will work. Like they they're trying to beat Carey Price, but they think in order to beat them, they have to do a cross. They have to have a, a high danger chance. They can't. But they're but, not gonna. But, but again, what happened today? Buyers, yeah, I know. I know. Like well, I'm saying that you're right. You're not wrong. I'm just wait, 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 wait. Can you say that again for me? <laughs> in this one particular in- instance, Drew, you are correct, and I told you you were wrong when you said we disagree with you all the time. You know what? Yes, yeah, so you disagreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, in the but yeah, seven... no, the, uh, just the the pause on the Hayes two on ones is it, it is hilarious how often he gets a two on one for not being fast. Yeah, but yeah, he does. It's been like three times this series where he's he's looking the pass from the get go, and the, the and he's waiting to because he's not he's not out running the defenseman, so he's trying to wait the defenseman out, and then the defenseman just lays down. He should just stop. Because the defense is going to slide right on by him. Uh, but the do defense is usually spin. sliding towards him. You do a little backward spin. You, you spin on your backhand. And you got a backchecker. 
Yeah, but they're you do it quickly. You're you throw, you throw, You're telling no, no, you you're just, telling Kevin Hayes to do a quick spin move. No, no, you don't. You just literally you spin backhand and throw the pass that way instead of trying to pass through his left. Is what I'm saying. It's kind of hard to describe, but like, I feel like I feel like you of don't, the you two don't, options shooting the puck's better. Moving but, on, but shooting the puck, <laughs> shooting the puck from below the circle on Carey Price is it's not going to go. Yeah, in. but you can not take it at the dot when the dude's laying down. Right, but he didn't. Yeah, well, he should. Uh, <laughs> that's not the, that's not the issue. I know what he did. What he should do, shoot the puck. Real quick, in the seven games that have been played uh, for the Flyers, including the uh, the round robin, uh, Scott Lawton and Kevin Hayes are the point leaders with five points each. Kevin Hayes, five assists, no goals. Scott Lawton, three goals and two assists, but all those all the goals came in the round robin. Uh, Vorchek, Scott Lawton's looked pretty bad. In the, in the playoffs, yes. In the actual Stanley Cup playoffs, yes. But before that, he was a god. <clears throat> Jake Voracek also has four points in six games, two goals, two assists. So, good for him. Uh, yeah. Dev? I think you got something to talk uh, about. Yeah. I, I want to talk about seeding. Like, and why like it farming? does matter. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no oh. I mean, like, cloud seeding? Oh, no. wait. Uh, can I, real quick, Carter Hart. Uh, five and one with a one twenty four and a nine fifty eight with two shutouts. Go ahead. Beautiful. How great is it to have a goalie? Oh, it's amazing. I really never thought it. Would. There's two things I never thought would happen in my lifetime, or and still like, is seeing the Flyers win a cup and seeing the Flyers have a goalie. Now one of those things has happened. So, um, yeah, seating. So, all through the round robin and the play-ins, all I could see is people like continuously saying that like seeding doesn't matter like ah it doesn't really matter like you know the bruins and the, the capitals flyers and tampa they don't really these are just two enough games they don't really care about the seeding and like as the flyers were beating the bruins and the capitals and the lightning sweeping the round robin the whole the storyline was wow it just really doesn't look like those three teams are in it really in the game like they're not really trying because seeding doesn't really matter they're just trying to get their legs under them which First off, it seems like every team that plays the Flyers is just not playing, having a good night. I, I don't know how many times that has to happen before people realize that's the Flyers making them not have a good night. But moving on, seeding absolutely matters. But I understand why people don't believe that because the Flyer or the NHL changed the format right after the last lockout, and in the actual playoff format, not the playoff format we're doing today in the bubble, but with the divisional format, there really isn't a reward for being a higher seed. You're just playing your division no matter what. So I get that. And in that instance, yes, seeding is kind of, it still matters. It still matters to have home ice. And then when you get into the later rounds to have home ice over the team in the finals and the conference finals, but it's just a less important thing. But when you go back to the old way with the one through eight, seeding does matter. And when you reseed after rounds, it's huge. When If the Flyers beat Montreal, the, it, and if, if things just go the way they're going, if the Islanders beat Washington and if Boston beats Carolina and Tampa beats Columbus, the Flyers have to play the Islanders in round two instead of Boston or Tampa, who are the two best teams in the East if you, if you take the Flyers out of the equation. So the Flyers avoid having to play Tampa or Boston because they'll eliminate each other and you'll just get whoever's left. That's huge. And when, like Go back to 2012 – the final is the Rangers versus the Kings. The Kings were an eighth seed, but 
that there's kind of an asterisk there because they had won the cup, and or they did they win the cup that year? Is that the first year they won the cup? Uh, it'll be the first year they won the cup. Okay, um, but the Kings kind of made had a reputation for just kind of like barely making the playoffs and turning it on in the playoffs. But regardless, one of those teams in the finals was a first seed. 2011, you had a first seed versus a third seed. 2010, the playoffs were canceled. 2009, well, playoffs were canceled. Still... 2008, you had Detroit winning as a second seed. 2007, Anaheim won as a second seed. 2006, Carolina won as a second seed. The the top seeds are making it to the finals for a reason. They have an easier path to the finals. They're also good teams because they got the seeds, but it's just they have an easier path, and it's it's important. And if the Flyers go on a long run, it's going to be because they played Montreal and the Islanders instead of the Bruins and Tampa. Yeah. Um, the What was that about 09 and 10? The, the playoffs were canceled. I feel like I remember... They did not award the Stanley Cup. I feel like I remembered, like, the Penguins. No, there was a song. They just there. There's something nah. about the Blackhawks. Nah, nothing happened. It, was, it must have been just a fever dream. Yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. Don't think about it too much. Ryan, you don't remember anything happening in that time, did you? No. Huh. I was uh, I was dead for those two years. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You were in a coma. Huh. <laughs> I Anyways, I mean, yeah, I, I think seeding has a very – I don't like uh, – like, so I think the divisional playoff seeding that they've been doing adds to a lot more competition in the first and second round. Which is yeah, there's pros Which is and cons. good, but I like the traditional best plays the worst. Yeah, like it, like, like that's that's how because it, should be. it leads to Cinderella stories. It leads to teams like the Kings and eighth seed making it to the Stanley Cup, but not only making it to the Stanley Cup, but beating you know what were they the the first seed, second seed, yeah, first seed Rangers. Yeah, like that. And that's that's also, a very big deal. When you don't get the Cinderella story, you get the best series in the conference and Stanley Cup Finals. You get the two top teams playing each other in the conference Correct. finals, where everything is like heightened and Correct. more exciting. You don't. I don't think you need to make the first round more exciting. I mean, look at this bubble hockey that we did with the play-ins. It was you know the Penguins versus Montreal and the Islanders versus the Panthers. Like these aren't exciting matchups, but like it was it still was fun a, to watch. It was exciting, it was still exciting. hockey. Yeah, you still like it doesn't. You don't need the first round of the playoffs is the best round because there's there's this chaotic. There's all Every, this stuff going everybody's on. Everybody's fresh. There's yeah, and games. You don't. You didn't. They didn't, the NHL did not need to create like they did this because they wanted to create more rivalries like Boston, Montreal, Philly, Pittsburgh. Right. But like that just happens naturally. You can't force that. Like I don't think. Especially when, like, all right, so let's look at the Metro, the new divisional format. Did we create any new rivalries? No, because Flyers-Penguins, Flyers-Rangers, Caps-Penguins, Rangers-Devils, they were already rivalry. Right, you're not so, going like, to force Carolina into that picture or Columbus into that picture. just not yeah. going to happen. Remember Columbus has were, They were doing uh, Wednesday night rivalries, and they, they oh, uh, had the Red Wings and Flyers. All because yeah. they had they played that one Stanley Cup final. Which yeah. I actually, you know what? I think that year was canceled too. And that comes. Oh yeah, yet. it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. NHL is a weird problem with their uh, finals being canceled, but yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, like Columbus has a rivalry with Pittsburgh. 
it's natural. You know why they have a rivalry with Pittsburgh? Because they're like 20 feet from each other. Right, and everybody hates Ohio, so everybody should have a rivalry with Columbus. <laughs> that's that's what happens, right? 175 days later, but Drew, you're still on point. Always on point with the hating of the Ohio's. Yeah, so, I don't know. It was just bothering me because I just saw, like, everybody saying that seating just didn't matter, and it so clearly does matter. Seating like, if, if, Boston, if Boston loses in the second round to Tampa, that's going to really suck for them because they would have had the they would have had the top seed. And they – I mean, in the divisional format, they would have had to play Tampa in the second round no matter what. But, like, in this format, they would have cruised to the third round had they kept their top seed. Correct. Um. I, 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 I agree with everything that you just said. All right, I had to get it off my chest. I, I agree with you. Ryan, any thoughts? Nah, yeah, I mean, that's... To be honest, I didn't really ever look too far into the seeding. I knew that what they were doing with the divisions kind of was poop, but uh, nah, the, the reseeding after each round makes a lot of sense, and yeah. I think it's something that should I be mean, done. You don't even necessarily have to reseed after each round, but I think it's the best way to do it, and that's the way they're doing it this year. But even if you just, like, make a bracket and just follow the bracket. Yeah. That could be. They just, yeah, so they, they, the NHL kind of wants to have their cake and eat it, too, a little bit yes. with, the, with their playoffs. They really want a bracket, like, for betting purposes, pretty much. They want right. people to make a bracket. They want to try to, like, kind of copy March Madness there. Perfect but, like, the difference, challenge. yeah, the difference is that, like, March Madness does it right, where they have 1v16. Correct. And to to be fifteen, where the NHL is breaking it up into four team tournaments. Correct. So it's there's you know the one seed totally loses its advantage because there's a good chance that the one v four is really you know one v three. Correct. Instead of one v eight. Correct. Um. So if they just did they they could they could have the bracket just do one v eight. I I don't know. I don't understand. Um, why they want to do the divisional thing so bad. Like I said, you don't have to reseed. Like, you can do the, the 1v8 and then what would be the next one in that bracket? Uh, 2v7. 2v7, that's at the bottom six. side. 3v6. Yeah. So you probably put the 3v6 on the 1v8 side and then the, the 4 or 5 in the... You know what I mean? Because that'll be yeah. the opportunity for the one to play the, the lowest seed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. But... I, I uh, the players want reseeding. Like they pushed for reseeding in this little right, thing. Right, because it leads everyone to... wants reseeding. Yes, I agree. No one, like you, you can still make brackets. It's fine. Um, while we're on the playoffs, um, curious to what you guys feel about a play-in round being a permanent thing. I th I'm all for it. I'm a hundred percent all for it. Really? I thought you'd be against it. The the there's issues with it though, because outside right. of a bubble where you can play games starting at noon. That's a lot of hockey that you have to fit in. You can absolutely make it work. You yeah, can start I think what games you could, at four. You can shorten the regular season. You can shorten the regular season. That's another good way to. And it, and and without actually lessening the amount of games played, so you don't lose money. Correct. Right. Like that's a big thing. So, but and, you just basically take like the last five games in the regular season, and you make them a playoff. And I think, I think, I think you do away with the round robin, seating. Oh, so that's the one so that's, four seating. But the reason why, I, I mean, because, like, f just think of it in this instant. You have a team with, like, record-breaking, like the Tampa Bay Lightning did uh, a couple years ago, 100 ridiculous amount of points. You know what I'm saying? 
let's say they lose a game in the round robin. Yeah, and a team goes three and zero. So I I think yeah. that it wouldn't be the same as this format. Yes. Well, I, so there'd be two two things you could you couldn't have a best of five plan because you couldn't best two out of three. Have, yeah, you couldn't have the top team sitting there not playing because that just wouldn't. But it it might be different though because after that might actually be an advantage because you look at football you know if you win your division you're gonna buy so you are sitting there waiting. But that's like, also after, a one after game 80, deal. After not. 82 games, a week off might not be a bad thing because um, you can rest and get guys healed up. But, yeah, it wouldn't be a best of five. Best of three and bringing in, like, two extra teams, like having, like, the seventh seed play the 11th and – or the seventh seed play the 12th. Or the seventh seed play the 10th and the eighth play the 9th. Instead of bringing in that's... 24 total teams into, like yeah. – it'll be, so, like, 20. So you add – you add four teams to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I keep seeing. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I like that. I wouldn't want a whole twenty-four teams in the playoffs. I mean, not just because. I mean, this year it made sense, and I really liked how they did it this year. But I think if you do that every year, it almost kind of cheapens it. Um, like opening... getting to the playoffs, because if you if you take the twenty fourth place team, I mean that kit team could be like dog shit, and then yeah. suddenly you're creating like, then suddenly you're you're rewarding teams that, that have dog shit rosters. Um, but so... I do think that you can maybe lessen the teams down and make it like maybe like twenty teams, and those bottom four teams are now playing for. The yeah. eighth seed, I guess. Yes. So, I, so I, I, I like that. I like that instead of 24, it's 20. The bottom two, like the bottom four teams in each conference play each other for the final two spots of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think, and I keep seeing people like, when, I, I mean, I didn't think of that format on my own, obviously. I saw yeah. a lot of people say it. Um, but well, You're the innovator well, of that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, thank you. But like I see people say like, oh, I kind of cheapens the regular season. But I think it's the opposite. Like I think that makes – the regular season that much more important because as it stands now, the difference between being the seventh seed and the sixth seed is nothing. It doesn't matter. Like who cares? But now that sixth seed is really important because it's a guarantee to make the playoffs. They don't have to do a play in. And now if you're a 12th place team, you actually have an incentive to keep playing throughout the whole season because you still have a chance to make the playoffs um, it makes the top seeds, it, assuming that you did the format right and you did 1v8, um, the top not... seeds are even more, more important because maybe you get to play a, a 10 seed instead of an 8 seed. Um, and a best of three, anything can happen. So, and I, think I just think the other important yeah. thing, like if they do it that way, is it's not the top three teams in each division that make it, it's one through 10. Yeah. In the conference. Yes. Like right. make it about the conference, not about the division. Yeah, don't make it. Don't add an extra wild card. Correct. Um, and then you just and it's and then don't call it. Don't call the play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So the play the Stanley Cup playoffs are still four rounds of seven. Right. Yeah, you know. just I, you, you call it like the play in or the wild card. It's it's like what ba I mean when you're adding two more teams in the past five years or like by the time they get in by the you know by the Kraken are officially a team with a roster playing their first game you know within five years you're adding two teams you now have 32 teams 16 teams making the stanley cup playoffs is good that's half your league that's right but you open up 
opportunities for, for four extra teams to possibly make that and make those games competitive and make those games mean something. And I, I think that adds that adds to your brand as the NHL to be able to market this bigger thing than just, all right, we're starting the playoffs. Can I ask you a question, both yes. of you? Look at, don't look it up. How many teams do you think were in the NHL in 1990? Uh, 24. Gosh. Right. I'm going to go in 1994. 1990. 1990. Uh, I mean, 24 sounds right, but I don't want to say the same thing as Drew, so I'll go 26. It was 21. Mm. So uh, 16. I was going to say 20, but I don't want to go that low. 16 teams made the playoffs Did out they? of 21. Was yeah. it a three-round playoff then? Because oh, it may not. It was four rounds. Yeah, no, it's been it's been four rounds for a long time. Um, I don't know when they what, what it, I think like in the original six it wasn't, but let me just do 1990 playoffs. NHL 1990 playoffs. But I think adding an opportunity for more teams. Yes, by the way, it's, there was um, eight in each conference, so. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, yeah, so, that, so so basically, you know, that's almost the entire league, right? That's... Yeah, at, at 21, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. I, I, know, I, I, and, and I think it's even, like, I don't think that's the worst year, like, worst in terms of percentage of teams that made the playoffs. I just grabbed 1990 out of my ass. Like, it's, Historically, most of the league has made the playoffs. Um, so, but now you have thirty-two teams. So, like, I kind of, I, I don't have a problem with expanding it. I know, like, a lot of old, old school opinions are like, "Oh, too many teams," but it's like, it's, it's you know, when your your heydays, everybody was making it. <laughs> so. But then, if you expand it to let's say you go, you add eight more teams. I guess do, are you still doing the qualifiers, or do you just now add a whole another round? I guess. No, you, no, you, I, you, I, do, I would just you add the... four teams. You add you open it up to I twenty like teams that. instead of sixteen. I do like the, I do like the the qualifiers. I think that was I think that was fun. I think you can put that out in a way that um, you you, you, you open it up to more teams, but. Uh, yeah, because it, it still wouldn't be technically the, the playoffs, and so, I don't even know if you should technically... To, to I know they did idea. it this year because they, they added the round robin, but I don't know if you technically even do those. Like, let's say you take those four teams and you do, like, a qualifying round. I don't even know if you'd add those stats to playoff stats. To give you an idea of what adding two teams per conference to a qualifier, what it would do in the West... The ten teams, the last four teams, were within two points of each other. Yeah, so there you go. Same thing in the East. It was, hang on, i gotta, I got to find my count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, seventy-nine to eighty-one. Yeah, so they're so, pretty much the same. Correct. So, I, so I, I like the idea of a qualifier. I just don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily consider those the true playoffs. I would just call them the qualifiers. Yeah, you would call like, them the yeah. qualifiers to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Exactly. But but, but you still get us. You know, you get. You get it's basically. You know what it basically is. It's 
2010 last game of the season, Flyers versus Rangers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was pretty much a play-in. It was just a regular season. But, like, that's what it would feel like, you know? Like, these teams didn't make the playoffs. Now they're playing each other to make the playoffs. Correct. And, these and teams... were, it, it, would, it would be, you know, that game would be a sellout. The crowd would be pumped, you know? It would be treated like a playoff game. The teams um, making you must watch making the play the qualifiers are going to be above five hundred. It's not like the NBA where your eighth seed sometimes is under five hundred. There's so much parity in the NHL, other than teams like Detroit trying to get you know a certain player or an early draft pick, not able to get that. Like RIP. Yeah, um, that's that's like you're gonna have so much competition for that final two spots with those qualifiers. I. We should be in the, the, the in the general managers meeting right now in off season. Yeah, we, we... I think I, I think we'll eventually get there. I don't know. It's probably gonna take five years, but right. But I mean, once we get enough, you know, clout and all that kind of stuff, we, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll get there. One last thing on the playoff formatting. So I looked at 1975. Just curious. Yeah. Um, that year. Was that 19... year was definitely not canceled. That was a great year. Great. Um, there was nine, 19 teams in the league. Interestingly enough. Four rounds of the playoffs, but um, it looks like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams played in the preliminary round, and then four teams set with a bye for the quarterfinals. So they had a they had a free a first round that was a best of three, and then um, there was four teams sitting there with a bye, and then they had three rounds of best of seven looking at the bracket hmm. so you know more proof that uh we can mess with the playoffs that's fine it's not it, it, it's always changed it's never been concrete i'm gonna right. send you guys this bracket just so yeah, you can I, see it. I uh i think we've talked about a lot of good things today yeah we've uh, uh i think we've what gone over a good 20 minutes here i yeah, mean 20, you know 20, 20 minutes for four months yeah hey listen like we could have talked for, we could have done a Joe Rogan style podcast, talk for like seven hours or something. Like that, <laughs> so I think we've done a good job. Um, I think we've we've covered a lot of bases. Uh, the one thing we didn't talk about was um, uh, the because uh, I had mentioned the draft, the, the draft uh, lotteries. Um, but whatever, that's that's another system that probably needs to be revamped. But then again, you don't have teams tanking. To get first pick too, so that kind of works too. I don't know. It's interesting, um, but yeah, uh, I think we did a good job. Dev, you got anything else to add? Nah, I think that was a good comeback pod. Yeah, that's good. We're, we're, we're honestly, we're gonna do our best to do this. Yeah, say so let's like uh, let's keep to. this rolling through the playoffs. So uh, yeah, and then you know. know what? We're rolling right into the off season and then into a into a season again. Like it's gonna be a whole thing. We've already scheduled oh, we'll see what a. Happens. A expansion draft pod. Yeah, yeah, that's something that we're gonna do. We're gonna what do about what about draft. the the draft this year? Do we do we do that? We can do uh, we can do a, a an armchair GM like we did last year. Oh. To be fair, I haven't even looked at the 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 prospects this year outside of Lafreniere. Yeah, well, that, we don't care about the draft, okay? Come on, yeah, we just care about the armchair think, GM. I don't even... I don't even know if I could do an armchair GM this year because I don't think the Flyers could do anything. Yeah, but like we can try. Or will they? 
Like yeah, I don't, I one, I, one, I don't think they would because the team's good, and two, like it would be all minor stuff. Yeah, like, the I team's don't think built. Gonna... Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, and, oh, and, oh, and, and two, they might two flat cap because of COVID, and I just don't think they'll be mm -hmm. able to do anything. So they might like swap out like fourth line dudes, but they're not yeah. gonna. Well, it's not gonna be anything wild. Caps, Ca uh, contracts are up. Mm -hmm. so. Last time we did that, it was a lot of fun because we knew they were gonna do stuff with Chuck, and we had lots of options. And yeah. Mitch Marner's contract was was, <laughs> was uh, coming up. <laughs> I never took the the, the debate. Didn't I pick Kevin Hayes? Didn't I say we we're gonna sign Kevin Hayes? Uh, maybe. I, I think that was so long ago. That was a yeah. decade ago. It wasn't. It was just over a year ago. Anyways, um, we're rambling, so we should probably probably finish this up. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who's still around for sticking around and waiting. Uh, well, 175 days for us to get a new episode out. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, and for all those of you asking for the where, when's the next podcast, it's here. Uh, we did it. You're listening to it right now. Good job. Um, but yeah, uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, things like that, you can send us an email to whizwithockey at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at whiz underscore wit underscore hockey. Uh, you can follow myself at the Big Drew ninety two. You can follow Devin at Devin S ninety three. You can follow Ryan at Sauce Boy Kush. Man, it was hard to remember all of them without writing anything down. Um, I've been Drew. He's been Devin. Today I learned that Drew can be right about things. I learned that too. Uh, and he's been Ryan. Two quick things. Next pod, I'm gonna get so fucking drunk. And two, uh, uh, Ovechkin scored his 69th playoff goal. And every, like, NBC, the Capitals, they had to let everybody know on Twitter that it was his 69th goal. So they get all the uh, the replies. Nice. They get all the traffic nice. from the, the nice. Um, dude, I just realized that now we're being played. You just realized <laughs> this? You have a kid, what? and you just realized that now we're getting played? Well, like, when people, like, no, like, I've always loved that internet tradition, but now I realize that people do that on purpose to get traffic. I don't know. Dude, I can't believe you just had that glass-shattering moment. How did you not, so how did you never know that? Did I've you just think it was a coincidence? The number comes up sometimes. It's not like... You know, guys. Yeah, but, then, but like now that I realize that, like when the Flyers tweet, like, "Oh, we had 69 shots in the last two games." Now I realize what they're doing. They're doing it on purpose. Yeah, they're they're getting the traffic. Right, but like I, I knew they were doing it on purpose, but I thought they were doing it on purpose to be funny. But now I realize they're doing it on purpose to get everyone to reply. And now I'm upset. I mean, that's a little bit of both. That's uh, that's 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 a good social media manager right there. <sighs> Anyways. Today I learned that I'm an idiot. <laughs> and on that note, bye! A narrative.